0: Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited as we continue on our marriage series of love and respect. And I will go ahead and get started. I am Tanya. And I'm Michael. And let's just go ahead and jump in.
1: Yes. Now we turn to the command in Ephesians 5 for wives to respect their husbands. How fun. (laughs) Every woman loves to hear you need to respect and submit. Right. (laughs) But remember. This is not how the culture views it with all the cultural hangups. This is how the Bible views it. And it is a command from God to respect your husband with a phobos respect. Phobos in the Greek, a deep admiration for his role as father, husband, protector, provider, leader of the home, as Christ is the head of the church. Respect as to the Lord. She is not commanded to love her husband because she does this naturally. God created her with a worldview centered around love and everything that strengthens that love as a couple. Husbands don't love as naturally as she does, so husbands are commanded to love so that her needs are met. God is trying to teach us how to have a heart of a servant and look out for the needs of others. Husbands have a strong need for respect. Wives, will you follow God's command to respect your husbands to meet that need? Wives have a strong need for couple and they expect husbands to meet that need. Husbands have a strong need for chairs. Will you meet that need? It's it's going to be totally counterintuitive to you and a bit countercultural these days, but will you put politics aside and meet that need of your husbands? You probably have no problem understanding love and couple. Will you seek to understand respect and chairs, a totally different worldview from yours, but men self-report that chairs is a big need for them and self-report that couple is less of a need. Lo and behold, our psychology is bearing out the reason for God's command for wives to respect. But what does respect and chairs exactly mean? In a nutshell, men have a desire to feel admired for their roles as husbands, fathers, and leaders of the home, as chairmen of the home, the chair of the home, the director and overseer. What does this mean? Well, let's, let's break that down. Let's look at chairs, which stands for conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, as in side-by-side fun without talking so much, and sexual intimacy. Another fun topic. Emerson Egretz calls these Slavic. You know, couple is more romantic sounding, right? But chairs is a bit more Slavic. Yeah, boy. You know, or like Tim Allen, the comedian who works on cars and grunts like an ape. You know, hand me that wrench. Mm, mm, And he starts grunting, you know, (laughs) all the testosterone gets, gets running. So very different way of looking at a romantic couple versus Slavic chairs, but let's break it down one by one. Let's first look at conquest appreciating his desire to work and achieve the Bible puts a lot of emphasis on relationships, but it also puts a lot of emphasis on work and working hard for the Lord. Ephesians two ten says we are his workmanship created for good works that he prepared beforehand. She tends to reflect God's character in the area of importance on family and relationships. And he tends to reflect God's character in the area of importance on working and achieving conquering the next big achievement and adventure. These two values can often conflict as he may get him so involved in working and achieving and conquering that the family is neglected. And then she has a tendency to attack his work is not that important. And now he's feeling disrespected. In order to get more of her need met, she's attacking his need. Understanding and balance must be achieved. He has a need to feel proud about his job and that he is providing for his family. And he needs to hear that from you wives, that you are proud about his job, his accomplishments and how he is providing for the family. Be careful about bragging about other people's houses or how much money someone else makes or complaining about the size of your house. It's natural for us to do so, but a guy may not show it, but I don't think there's a guy in this world who doesn't wonder if he's a good provider for his family and wanting to be more successful and a better provider. He needs reassurance in this area. Just like you need reassurance of couple, you don't probably have this same need, so you might not understand it, but will you seek understanding in this area and meet this need? What do you think about that, Tanya?
0: Yeah, conquest. I feel like this is probably an area that I need some help with. And I just know there were some situations in our marriage where you were trying to accomplish uh, a degree. And I ended up kind of getting in the way. But after really looking back at it, I really could have handled a lot of that differently. So I believe that it is important for us as wives to encourage our husbands in the things that they're doing, encourage them that they're doing a great job, that if they're if they decide that they want to fix a pipe and the pipe busts, then we need to be excited that, hey, at least you tried. (laughs) Uh, But we need to really have a different attitude. And I know that the Lord has convicted me and many times around this. So I I definitely think as women, we need to be a little bit more encouraging in this area for husbands. Yeah. And I
1: think the problem really kind of comes in when, when the guy wants to go in an area that the wife doesn't want him doing. And if like his hobbies or what he's trying to conquer is taking time away from the family, that's where the attack comes. And yeah. we start attacking the things that really makes him feel proud of what he's doing and accomplishing. And so You know, there's where the balance is. You know, guys, if we can make sure that we are reassuring them of couples, spending time of couple, it may make it easier for them to spend time in our world of chairs or let us spend our time in the world of chairs and accomplishing things. You know, we've got to communicate. We've got to talk that out. We've got to uh, make sure that we have that proper balance there. So, you know, we just got to keep that in mind. The two different worldviews, his need to conquer and her need for closeness can sometimes be working against each other if we don't make them work with each other. Um, but let's turn to the next one after conquest is H. And A for hierarchy and authority. I want to put these together for the sake of a concise discussion uh, because they are so similar and I'm going to discuss them together. Hierarchy and authority, appreciating his desire to protect and provide, oversee and lead the family as Christ is the head of the church. Studies show that men tend to view the world in terms of a hierarchical structure of position and where they are in the hierarchy, you know, who's Whom over whom, you know, where, whereas women tend to view the world in terms of relationships and who is close to whom and how they fit in this relational structure. Men and women have very different worldviews in this area. Men were designed to lead the family and women were created to be the helper. These are equal roles, but different. We reflect God's kingdom in this area. Look at the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are equal, but they have very different roles. 1 Corinthians eleven three 3 says that the head of every man is Christ, the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God, the Father. The Father is the head, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit do the Father's will. Jesus died for sins. The Holy Spirit is a great helper that lives in us and gives us power and wisdom. The Father leaves. Jesus carries out God's commands, and the Holy Spirit helps. Different roles, all equal. Same in the family. The husband leads and the wife helps. Both carry out tasks in the family as equal partners, but he is first among equals. He directs and oversees the overall vision of the family. He protects and provides. He is a servant leader. A leader who is actively engaged. He sets the overall tone for discipline, fun outings, romance, finance, spiritual training. And have to be the primary one doing all these things, but he is actively involved and his oversight and direction is palpable. You can tell he is leading. The problem is oftentimes there's a. Power struggle in the home. And he feels like he's being bossed around. Wives, let him know you appreciate the enormous responsibility of being answerable to God for leading the home. And this is not just a title as leader with the wife really pulling the strings. Women often do such a great job as helper that it really seems like they are running the home and bossing him around. Emerson Exodus says, many husbands get stubborn and resist their wives' requests in order to send a message, you aren't in charge of me. God is trying to prevent the power struggle. He set down the roles and leadership of the home. Tanya, what what does it mean for the husband to truly be the leader in the home? Is it just a title? What does it practically mean?
0: God created the man first, and so he is head of the home, and that's definitely One thing I hope that I'm doing okay, I know that as women, it goes back to Genesis chapter three, where the woman wants to rule over the man because of sin and sin entered into the world. And there are a lot of times that I want to control because I'm a woman. I want to control the situation. I want to get it done. But I do really allow you to lead us, even though I'm over here kind of you know, speaking on the side, like da, 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 da. I do believe I let you lead our home. You lead our home with big decisions. Um, There have been some decisions in our marriage that you thought that was right. And it wasn't a huge hit on us, but we learned from it. And I allowed, you know, you to lead us. I mean, you're the one that knows best for our family and you're looking out for the souls of our family and you're making those decisions for us. So I really look to you to make the decisions on our home.
1: Yes. And and I know for most guys, there's probably an aspect in here that it is kind of a power struggle within because they're, they're trying to lead the homes, but it really feels, you know, the, the wife tends to really have a pulse on what everybody's schedules are and what everybody's needs are. And she's kind of directing what's, what's going on. So again, he doesn't have to do everything. She as the helper can be doing a lot of, of a lot of things, but the studies show that women, really lead the house. They statistically set the tone and direct in the important areas of the home and finances, discipline, dates, fun activities, etc. Um, she may say he is the leader, but is this only a title? She's really pulling the strings. He often is like, I I want to work and focus on my career. You take care of leading the home. And so a lot of times that's the different dynamic that, that they have. I'll be over here conquering something in the world you just kind of take care of the family, but the Bible, God calls husbands to be leaders in the home, uh, setting the vision, setting the tone and being a servant leader, actively involved in running the Bible studies, uh, looking over the finances, setting the tone for discipline, uh, fun activities, actively engaged and overseeing and directing and not getting in power struggles with each other. Tough balance to do as the helper oftentimes battles with the leader uh, for control. But uh, it's a big need in men to feel like they have that hierarchy and authority. They were created in that vein. But let's turn to the next one, the eye for insight. Appreciate his desire to analyze and counsel Guys tend to want to be seen as get her done kind of guys. You know, they want other guys and their wives to see them as competent and successful, can figure things out and fix things. Oftentimes, she doesn't want a solution to her problem, simply wants to talk it out to a listening ear. But his inclination is often to solve the problem quickly and efficiently. Recognize that this is how he shows sympathy. In a nice way, if you just want a listening ear, just inform him that you just want to talk it out. And right now, don't want a solution. You know, look for moments to compliment him when he fixes something or solves a problem. Be gentle when he messes something up. I guarantee you he feels embarrassed when he tried to fix something or conquer something and it didn't work out. Uh, as you alluded to, Tanya, I know I had some business opportunities that didn't work out, losing my job as well, or recently trying to fix the bathroom sink and I broke it and water <laughs> went. Everywhere you know, and it that's embarrassing for a guy you know they they want to be seen as competent, smart, and insightful I don't know after that uh recent sink water debacle, Tanya, do you think I'm competent, smart, and insightful? Oh, I like yeah. to share my insights. do you appreciate my insights
0: oh, yeah, you're super smart, um you know that I tell you that. I tell you how thankful I am. I mean, you're obviously leading this study right now and many other Bible studies. We have great conversations. You
1: know, you're just not a plumber. No, I'm not a plumber. I had to YouTube that. And I was like, before I call a plumber for $300 just to come out, let me just see if it's as simple as tightening a nut. And they actually said that most of the time in this instance, when it leaks where it was, that if you just tighten this nut, you can save yourself a $200 expense for a plumber just to do that. And I tried that and it broke and water went everywhere because I didn't turn off the water before I, cause I thought it was it just was a raining simple.
0: In yes, He's that right. was,
1: man, we were running ragged. It was like, Oh, let me run outside and go. Cat runs the, out. Yeah. All the of cat of runs stuff. out. I'm like, I'm not worried about the cat. I got to turn the water <laughs> off because this is going to ruin the whole house. I'm like, Oh, that was a debacle. But
0: and, everything else, I do believe that you are very insightful and have great wisdom. Just you're not a plumber. <laughs>
1: yes, know your lane, know your lane. But guys oftentimes want to be that. Hey, I can fix things. You know, I'm competent. I can not only fix issues that are going. Going on, you know if you come to me with a problem, I'm going to analyze it and fix it real quick, or if there's certainly something broken in the house, that's the guy's job let me let me fix it, Let me show you that I can get things done, and I'm competent in in fixing that so when he does fix something, compliment him with that if he if it, something breaks, just recognize that that that's an area you might want to tread softly. He already knows he messed up and he's embarrassed about it. He doesn't need all the comments that are coming about that. I told you not to fix it. Why didn't you just call a plumber? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Touchy subject. (laughs) This was very recent.
0: I'm still growing in Christ in a lot of areas. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) Natural reaction, but you guys get our point. I mean, that's, that's something that's always gonna happen. Those I told you, so's are always going to come out, but, um, but, just as a point of illustration, just a, something to kind of keep in mind that importance of insight and for the guy that really wants to show his wife as well as other guys, but definitely the, the wife that is most important to him in his life, that he is competent and insightful and can fix things and can get things done. So be on the lookout for complimenting him in those areas. The next one, relationship, that's the R. This is shoulder-to-shoulder relationship versus her that tends to like face-to-face. Shoulder-to-shoulder, meaning guys tend to like that shoulder-to-shoulder activities versus what the face-to-face that women like. In other words, activities where you are side-by-side doing an activity where there is no pressure to talk versus just sitting there face-to-face, staring at each other with intense talk about the relationship. Men like watching a football game together or going for a walk, playing golf together. Guys have a tendency wanting to be friends with you and talk about lighthearted things. They tend to resist all this talk about the relationship and especially about where, where they are not measuring up So if your husband tells you, can we talk about something else other than the kids, he may be telling you he is overwhelmed with constant talk about the family and wants to have some more shoulder to shoulder fun and lighthearted conversation. Guys tend to open up more if you do fun shoulder-to-shoulder activities without the pressure to talk. If you really want to get to know your husband, try some shoulder-to-shoulder activities. And this doesn't mean that he wants you along all, on all his activities. He usually needs some alone time, too. It's all about balance. We've got to compromise and meet each other in each other's worlds. So what do you think? I, I remember when we first got married, I felt this way, all all this face-to-face talking took me aback and all the conversation was all about the relationship. I made statements like, do we need to be so serious all the time? And we need to have some fun. So can we, so that we can talk about something other than the relationship. So we can talk about some of the adventures we are, we are having. I mean, you remember any of that? Oh to that yeah. True? I remember
0: us having a lot of face to face and talking about the relationship, but I don't really do that anymore. I don't think maybe there are some instances, but I don't think I do it as consistent as I did at the beginning of the marriage. I know you like that one-on-one, like this past summer, we had to put the shed together and I wasn't really excited about putting the shed together, but you seem to be happy that I was right there, get bitten by mosquitoes, holding up one area so that you could drill into it. And I know how much you love to watch football. And a lot of times I probably need to sit right next to you while I'm either working for podcasts or doing other things. But I think I need to take more time personally, just kind of going through this to sit right next to you and watch football. I like watching football with you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. And I, I enjoy when, when you watch football with me from time to time, Yeah, Uh, not
0: very often, but I mean, I'm usually listening to it, but it it doesn't have to be every time. Sometimes guys
1: just the husband wants to just sit and watch the football game alone, but you know, guys will have a strong need for lighthearted friendship in the relationship going to a football game and, and, There's no pressure to talk, and that's the thing. Like the
0: baseball game we went to last summer in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You loved
1: that. Oh, that was that was <laughs> awesome. But I could tell that uh, you you and my daughter were just in misery, especially towards the towards the end. Towards the end. It it's was, like this is going on
0: forever. Yeah, like, because it was closer to ten, so you have to give us a little grace on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's where the grace comes in. We have got to meet each other in each other's worlds. A little compromise. That doesn't mean that she has to be miserable all the time going to these different activities of his that they don't enjoy. If you can find something that you can enjoy. To together, together more the better. But if there's something really important that he really likes, he likes playing baseball and he's into that. He he probably really would enjoy you being there and cheering him on and and watching that, especially if he expresses that that desire. And so we gotta look out for those differences and, and incorporate those differences in our in our marriages and try to keep them from being points of contention. But with that, let's turn to a, a very heated kind of topic, the S in chairs, the sexual intimacy, another fun topic, and so personal, hard to talk about. But this is an important need for a guy, not that it's not for a woman, but in, in multiple different studies that ask men and women what is most important to them, men tend to rank sex pretty high on the list and women tend to rank sex pretty low in importance compared to other things. In Emerson Eggerich's surveys, men ranked chairs, which is conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, that's side by side and sex, all those pretty high and couple low. Whereas women ranked couple high and chairs low. So studies found in the book, his needs, her needs have very similar results. Men self-report that sex is high in importance and women rank it pretty low. Of, Of course, this is a generality and there are exceptions. So you may be an exception in this area. There's a lot of diversity in God's creation. No man is exactly alike and no woman is exactly alike. But according to what I have read, women's sex drive tends to come in waves and can lie almost dormant at times when not stirred up, while men's sex drive tends to be more intense and constant. Women tend to need to feel loved and cherished for sex to have meaning, and men tend to need sex in order to feel loved and to feel like a man. You know, and this got me thinking, though, if if these studies out there um, don't control for that, then at any given time that they conduct the survey, most of the women probably aren't going to be in a hyper-sex moment at the time and would probably rank the need less in importance, even though it is very important to them, just not right now while responding to a survey since that desire tends to come in waves. But here, here I think is the most important takeaway in in the latest focus on the family magazine. This was in like January, 2022. I I just read an article by Gary Thomas who wrote sacred marriage, great book, highly recommended sacred marriage by Gary Thomas. But he said that 90% of couples have very dissimilar sex drive and is a source of very serious issues in a lot of marriages One person usually needs it way more often than the other. This tends to be the man, but not always. However, it is important to remember that frequency does not necessarily equate to importance. It can be just as important to someone who needs it less frequently, usually the wife, but it can come across as not as important or as rejection of the other person but guys can sometimes come across as superficial is this the only are you only satisfying a, a physical need unassociated to intimacy but no guys need it to feel close and intimate and to feel like a man to feel respected according to Gary Thomas the spouse who tends to want it less tends to be seen as the gatekeeper who controls what happens in the bedroom and when it happens and this can cause issues it can feel controlling and guys really resist feeling controlled he gave some some advice like having a heart to compromise without resentment from not obtaining your ideal you know this this is a difficult and private topic to talk about so many couples have hurt in this area and don't feel like there is anyone they can go to for help it doesn't doesn't get talked about much in, in Sunday school class and such for obvious reasons. But, you know, women may have a close enough friend to talk to about such personal things, but guys aren't usually going to talk about this with anyone else. We need to communicate with our spouse in this area and come to an agreement and make sure we relate to each other, what each other's needs are and where they're coming from. Tanya, do you do you have anything to add to this difficult and private uh, conversation is sex
0: important to women? Yeah, this is a very important topic, and also it's um, one that the Lord created to make it unified between a husband and a wife. And it is important; it is important to women. I think you are spot on with the different times of the month because the the drives could be a little bit higher and lower. I think stress also tends to be a huge factor, not trying to say it's an excuse or anything like that, but also I think that these issues should be something that you should talk to your spouse about. Um, I'm not big on personally, I'm not big on talking to a friend about that because I feel that these are intimate things that you protect your spouse. And it's just, it's between the marriage. It's not between you, the spouse and a couple friends. It's, you know, God, your husband in your wife, like that's it. And I just think that it really plays into those timings for women. And it's sad, you know, to hear that um, it could be a gatekeeper kind of situation and women tend to be really controlling. And I do think that there's a lot on women I'm not here to defend anything, but, you know, women take care of the home and take care of the children. And then there's that mental exhaustion. And I think planning sometimes could help too, to get everybody in that mindset to help actually make that unity happen often. And also I think it does bring the husband and wife so much closer When we have those conversations together and when we can make those times meet, it's just so different as, you know, you've got children running around and time and work and all these pressures of life, it could really eat at you. But, you know, God did say that you're to come together often and unless there's an agreement of not to come together.
1: Yeah, sex is supposed to be God's gift to marriage. It's the sign and seal of the covenant of marriage. But in the media and in studies and and played out in many homes, she seems at least to not like it as much. Uh, But that could be a little deceiving. She oftentimes just needs to be stirred up. Romance, stress can affect her libido, whereas with guys, none of this None of this seems to be a factor. He's ready to go at a moment's notice, even if he's having the worst day in the world, or especially if he's having the worst day in the world, it helps him forget about the day that he's having. So there's very different worldviews and biologies that are going on here. And it's important to understand what is going on with your spouse. So communication is very important in an area that can be a little touchy to communicate about, but it's better than having some underlying resentments going on and we we need to to give each other a bit of grace and recognize that there might be some compromise that needs to go on where where we are meeting each other halfway in some way and not building resentment for not having what our ideal would be and uh, so so that this is just a, a very the fruitful part of, of marriage that really just contributes strongly to marital oneness and not something that is divided. Um, so that is couple. And chairs to help us understand love and respect. God commands husbands to love and wives to respect. Husbands, make your wives feel loved as a couple. Anything that helps her feel close to you and understood, cherished, valued, and most important. Wives, respect your husbands as the chair of the house. Admiring his role as husband, father, and leader of the home. His need to conquer adventures, solve problems, side-by-side fun, and to have a healthy sexual intimacy.
0: I love everything that you said. It really gives a great perspective in how women need to see chairs as important. And remember, chairs stands for conquest, hierarchy or authority, insight, relationship, that side-by-side with fun without talking in the sexual intimacy. It really helps us put in perspective How we need to honor and respect our husbands and let them know that, you know, they can conquer things and we're super happy when they do it and we give, we're there to be their number one cheerleader and that they do have authority over the home, that we submit ourselves to them and that they are able to lead the home with the authority of the Lord and having great insight just encouraging our husbands that they are very smart that they are ones who we look up to for advice and leading us and helping us and 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 helping to solve problems and that we would be more in tune and having that side by side that relationship with them and i need to be better at that and also the sexual intimacy that god created for that oneness And so this is just great stuff. It helps us all understand a little bit better from a a man's perspective and a woman's perspective and how God created us so differently. And so we encourage wives that are out there, even if you're having a difficult marriage, pray to the Lord to ask for help ask god to show you the man that you married ask god to help you respect him and a lot of times marriages they kind of go a little bit downhill because Women, we may have lost that respect for them. And then in return, they're not giving us the love that we want. And if we just take time to really seek the Lord and give our husbands that respect, I believe wholeheartedly that things will start turning around. It may not happen right away, but it will happen if you seek the Lord with all your heart. And so we end this podcast and I think we have one more left So stay tuned to that. And until next time. God bless.